Okay, we have a long one for you, which was not planned, but we plan to do this. Big Cat and Chris Long, we're going to do a festival draft of bands. Hey, that sounds really lame. Hey, how old are you guys? Agreed. I don't care. What do you want to listen to? More stock market updates? I don't. All right, so we're also going to talk a little bit about Brady's decision to leave New England and one of his teammates, Chris Long, who is probably a good source on this stuff. So today's episode of the Rosillo Podcast on The Ringer Podcast Network is brought to you by State Farm. Just like basketball, the game of life is unpredictable. Talk to a State Farm agent and get a teammate who can help you navigate the unexpected. Unexpected would be maybe a stat like this for an NFL player. You wouldn't expect to make $157,000 per pass attempt. Well, you would if you were Chase Daniel. He's now made $34 million. He's had five starts, six seasons with five or less attempts. How about this money stat? Jacksonville paid $30.5 million for one season to Nick Foles, and now he's on the Bears replacing Chase Daniel, or maybe replacing Mitch Trubisky. You want to really bum yourself out if you're a Bears fan? Look at the amount of resources pumped into the Trubisky trade and then everything around that to just move up a spot. Um, sorry, sorry, I don't want to bum you guys out anymore. Get a teammate who can help you navigate the unexpected. Talk to a State Farm agent today. Festival draft begins now. And now that we have free agency out of the way, uh, we are doing our first ever festival draft. I don't know if anybody's ever done this. Uh, if somebody has, we apologize. But here are the rules. We want to talk over each other a ton. Um, we're all separated. Chris is still with me, but Big Cat from Barstool, from Yak, from Yak, Yak. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just remember, I remember like um, Will Ferrell did this bit once where he's like, he had introduced Jerry Seinfeld at something and he goes, you know him from the Arsenio Hall show. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> and uh, he was he was pumped that Jerry Jerry was like, that was actually pretty funny. All right, so here's the plan. I know the rules are sort of on the fly. We've had a lot of debate about this. We're each going to put together a festival lineup. We're allowed 10 picks each here. So we're going 10 rounds, three different dudes. What are some of the parameters that have been discussed? Because we still may not have them all locked in minutes before we do the draft. Chris, let's start well, with you. Some of your requests. I, we we had a little bit of going back and forth on. <laughs> I, I thought this was a venueless draft where you you, you don't specify the the venue, but um, I, I said maybe you could pick uh, you know one special guest has has a, like a teleport teleportation power. You can you can teleport the crowd and the act to whatever venue around the world you want. But I'm just going to stick with picking a venue. Is it okay if I pick a venue? <laughs> Yeah, it sounds. I think there was a question, Big Cat, of whether or not we could teleport the lineup from different venues throughout the thing. And I, I thought once we allowed dead people to be drafted, that I just felt like superpowers and mutant abilities, because we all know that Nightcrawler was a mutant, um, that we just, I don't know, teleportate. I just felt like I had to draw a line somewhere with this. I'm with you. Okay. I mean, I thought it was funny you could bring back dead, dead people, but not teleport. But, um, as long First as we can just pick one venue, if that's cool. All right, I'll chime in real quick. So you have to be able to pick dead people because I haven't listened. I mean, I, I was writing down my list and I put like 25 bands on there because I know obviously it's going to get contentious and people are going to pick uh, each other's bands. I, looking at it, I am definitely the guy that everyone will uh, tweet at me and be like, dude, have you listened to any music made in the last 20 years? So I need dead people. I have to have dead people. I'm Haley Joel Osmond. I see only dead people. I, though, 
instead of a venue, I have decided I'm starting a festival. And I'll just I'll just throw this out there right now. Uh, I did some Googling because that's really all we have left in post-apocalyptic quarantine life. There is a town in New Mexico called Angel Fire. It's going to be the Angel Fire Festival. So I'll just throw that out there right now. Whoa. That sounds uh, like something else. Mm-hmm. Angel Fire. Just slightly different. I'm looking, uh, oh, I'm looking at Angel Fire, New Mexico. Other uh, VIP yeah. cabanas? Mine is going to be fairly straightforward. We will be at Red Rocks. Um, and that'll, you know, the good thing about Red Rocks is the, the elevation is going to keep you from getting absolutely like shit based and you'll, you'll move to the hard stuff relatively early. So you can go all night. Wait a minute. You think the elevation Angel helps? Fire. You think elevation helps you? No, elevation, elevation is going to help my festival. If you go to Red Rocks, you have three tall boys and you're like, man, I, I don't feel great. Like this isn't how I want to get drunk at like. 7,000 feet because it is above Denver and not to mention, you know, if you've been there, this, they're like giant stadium steps of concrete, like, you know, kind of chiseled into you love this to rock hike. wall. So yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta really do about 15 minutes on the Stairmaster to go get your beer. Um, so you're out of breath. When now you I get see back up. You're, all right, now you I know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we can draft dead people. I got to be with Big Cat on this one. I don't want to give away too much of my depth chart here, but the newer bands, the younger people may not like this festival lineup. Um, so let's let's just who should go first, Chris, because he's the tallest. Hmm. Uh, is that confirmed? How tall yeah. are you, Chris? I'm at least six three. Okay, You're I'm six, six three two and plus. And a half. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Let's go by height. I guess I'm going to go last because I'm just at six two, nice. maybe a shade under. Yeah. Okay. Tall group here, right away. So, um, just for the listeners out there, <laughs> here's here's what I think we should do too: is that we should do the picks, and then at the end, we put the lineup in the order, almost like a batting order. If you've seen that tweet, that's been a fun yeah. one. Um, the the lineup. Because it may, like some of you guys are going to be all about talent, grabbing any name that you possibly can. Like the 20 years ago, the Portland Trailblazers. But then some of you guys may draft a vibe, you know? And it's it's more about how they connect than it is just the names yeah. on the marquee. So is that is everybody good? We all have, we all have the rules here? Yeah, I'm also going to lean dead people. Yes. And we're all going to lean dead people. By the way, Ryan, I'm, I'll give away. I, I'm so confident in my list. I'll give away... The fact that I'm already planning a three-day festival, and each day has a different vibe. Ten bands wasn't enough. Once I went through no. it and put together my my draft board, I'm like, oh my, how am I going to get rid of these guys? What am I doing there? These are just the headliners. But, yeah. All right. Yeah, this isn't the day one side stage with a lemonade stand for a charity. And if you guys want to have it be about a charity, if you guys want to have there be a message at the end, Feel free to go ahead and do that. I thought about giving the Native Americans Montana at the end. Just like, hey, this whole thing was to raise money for the purchase of Montana. It's yours because it's just a great state. Um, But don't take that because I haven't made up my mind. You like that? I like that. Yes, I like that. I also, uh, we won't get into side stage acts, but I did write down two side stage acts that I won't pick, but I I threw into the mix. Uh, I think it would be pretty cool to have a festival and have Gallagher in a tent just smashing watermelons. That and was my first also, pick. Yeah. And also, I, I, if I could write my perfect festival, I would uh, have David Blaine 
buried alive, like under the festival grounds for the entirety of the festival, then have him emerge like Undertaker. And that's part of the festival as well. But that's side stage stuff. We don't have to talk about that. How is it that Big Cat's no, stuff is you older could, than you me? Put that guy, is it still David Blaine? We're talking about the same person. Just see how long he can sit underwater on stage while the, while the band plays. Chris Ooh. Angel Mind Freak. After I lose all my money Chris the Angel, first year, him. the second yeah. year we'll have Chris Angel Mind Freak. That's good. Because he is cheaper than Blaine. Yeah. Okay, are we ready? Are we ready to go with the yeah, first pick in the first ever festival mock draft? I don't even know if it, it could happen with your money. People are going to look back on this draft and say, wow, that was the first one. Um, wait, wait, whose money? Chris's, I assume, because I remember when you guys had the conversation, who's richer, me or you or so. I don't know if you've seen the stock market, but <laughs> your boy's not doing I'm, so well. I'm That is not a laugh at all. No. I, I feel horrible about what's happening. No, I'm not um, laughing about, I, I'm only laughing at rich people. Listen, I, I have buddies that I, don't like Big Cat that are worried about him. I'm, I am. There's, there's a chance. There's a chance that I am the world's greatest jinx when it comes to the economy. In 2007, August of 2007, fresh out of college, I entered the real estate market. I entered the real estate profession. In January 2020, I entered the casino business. So there's a chance that I am the greatest cooler oh that has ever been created. Is the stock at four right. bucks right now? Stop, stop. Don't say numbers, Ryan. Do not say numbers. Don't say numbers. You brought it up, man. And I, I didn't, that wasn't a lot. Like, I am the last guy. Like, I don't like when people do this thing when other people are successful and they get really mad. Like, when I, people, you know, when Barstool sold a chunk and then Ringer was bought by Spotify, I think the majority of the reaction is just jealousy, anger, and pettiness. And I think the great thing about this country is that should piss you off and motivate you to be like, if that's possible, I want to go do something great. But right mm-hmm. now, um, I don't know. I, I, that's, I'm just going to end it there before it, it ever gets negative. Cause I, mm-hmm. I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to say right now. I know that, I know that it's a stressful time over there at the compound. Yeah. Well, we don't it's need stressful to get here. Yeah. 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 Festival. You know what festivals this are great for? A, yeah. Forgetting your problems. Well, and, and also, uh, you know, people should know this is not like an actual festival that's happening right now. If it were happening right now, we'd be doing it at the University of Phoenix Arena with no one in the stands. Um, this is going to happen when things are OK. Uh, I'll go ahead with my first pick. Shall we get get started? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I can already guess who it is, but um, oh, take a guess. It's going to be Sturgill. Nope. It's the Almond Brothers. Oh, on my board. Just Ooh. fucking kidding. I just did that to scare the shit out of you, Ryan, because I know that's your first pick. Is it, though? You little fratty stoner. Um, <laughs> I am going to go with Pink Floyd. Hmm. Pink Floyd, Floyd off the bat. Uh, and, you know, if you if you know about their their shows, like, they actually had crazy special effects. Like, they kind of revolutionized that whole thing. Pyrotechnics, like exploding pigs. Like on the wall tour, they had like a big wall that they were, oh, yeah. they were like building a 35 foot wall the first half of the show and then like played behind the wall the second half of the show. They were, they had like ambient noises playing when they were, when people were trickling into the stadiums. I think they're going to be wonderful at Red Rocks. And the only thing I would say off the top about mine, I know you have like magicians and shit side stage. I want churros and I want like slides like big adult slides at the top of Red Rocks and they let off at the bottom. Like 
concession slides. So basically you climb up, slide down, grab your beer. Um, actually, I'd like to introduce beer drones. Can I do that? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, 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 please. Yeah. So you can take the slide to get your beer or you can just sit there and you can you can get a beer via beer drone. And uh, I'm going to go Pink Floyd. And they're going to play like Fearless probably right off the bat. Um, they're going to play the entire Dark Side of the Moon album. Um, any color you like is going to be crazy. Um, careful with that axe, some of the deeper cuts. Yeah, they're going to be the headliner for my uh, my festival. Okay, uh, that was a lot. You know, one could argue, and I don't know that we can do this for all 30 picks, but Pink Floyd is such a presence, Big Cat. I, I just, is that is that kind of like signing Iverson to your team? Like, it's exciting, but what does it really mean for the entire group? I don't know if Floyd, I don't even know, like, how they might, they, they have to close your lineup. There's no way they're going before anybody else. I well, so I can get to that, but you told me to wait for the timing. I'm sorry. I'm just you know yeah, I like yeah. to pick, but okay. Ahead, so Chris, I actually didn't have Pink Floyd even on my list, and that's no disrespect to Pink Floyd. I like Pink Floyd. I wouldn't call myself a big Pink Floyd fan. I actually had a moment about a month ago where I was thinking about remember the um the ass picture with all the Pink Floyd albums. I was wondering how yeah. many of those women might be dead by now. Turns out they're still all alive, so that's good. Um, oh. but. Pink Floyd was never on my radar, so good pick. But you could have probably gotten better value later. Not to not to criticize. Well, I not was to worried that somebody was going to steal it. Um, they're you know, they're they're probably my favorite band um, from back in the day. So I just said, "Fuck it, just better safe than sorry." Dude, did you ever do that thing where you you link up Wizard of Oz and um, Dark Side of the Moon? <laughs> No, I've never <laughs> tried that shit. Okay, my first I've pick. I've never tried that shit. I did I in 1996. Yeah, <laughs> did it in 96. Changed um, my go life. Ahead. Go ahead. All right, my first pick. All right, so I have three days of my festival, obviously, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday is going to be, let's say it's the night where... Wait, we're not doing this yet. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, I'm I'm so confident in how I've I've arranged my festival. I'm calling my shots. I'm telling you where what move I'm going to make on the court, and you still won't be able to stop it. Friday night okay. is going to be the let's say if you are into experimental things, Friday night would be the night to let loose, find yourself. You're at Angel Fire in New Mexico. There are no rules. So my first pick, the person no who's rules. going to start the entire festival, is Prince. I'm going to start with Prince. Tough to argue with that one. Very high in the rankings. Live shows. Make it strong. You also, thinking about it, like you need need something to start off your festival that everyone's like, who doesn't like Prince? You know what I mean? Like that's the one where there will be parts of my festival where you can pick and choose and like, hey, maybe I'm not in that band. But if Prince is playing on Friday night, when you when you roll up into Angel Fire in New Mexico, you're going to be there and you're going to be having a great time. <laughs> I love how many times you're reminding the listeners that, that we're in the Angel Fire. It's a, it's a little thing called brand branding. Yeah, it's called yeah. branding. I read Art of the Deal. I'm in quarantine. Oh, Just uh, Art okay. of War. When your enemy, when your enemy only does chess, do legs. That was chapter three. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right. So, all right. We got two off the board. Prince is a good one here. See, my pick is not going to be the beginning of my lineup. So I'm going to have to explain that a little bit later. Okay. Because they're on the board yeah. and I'm afraid I could lose them. And it's just such a, you know, this is, this is like, wait a minute, Doncic went third. 
I'm going to go ahead and take Radiohead because I have a huge plan for them at the close. And honestly, you know, there's nothing. What else do I add to the Radiohead, the Radiohead selection? Then, then it's a no-brainer. They're a first-round pick. I like that pick, Ryan. Young 40s, early 40s year old pick. Yes, I saw Radiohead at Lollapalooza in I think like 2008 or 9. Awesome, awesome concert. Yeah, I know. 40-something. I I know Pink Pink Floyd really speaking to all the millennials. No, I know. I, I have a new thing, as Big Cat knows, is that when the three of us text about music and I try to send anything to Chris... Now, if he sends me back something, I did it the other day for the first time. Before the text went through, I wrote you back. I don't like this because you like nothing. I, I, I think that, like, okay, so you sent me, um, well, Lenny Kravitz this of, week. Uh, oh, Beatles. Yeah, you, you hate the Beatles. Me? You hate the Beatles. I, I don't like the Beatles. I don't hate yeah. the Beatles. I just don't get it. I watched the whole documentary. I've tried to listen to all their music. If George Harrison isn't in the group, I got no interest. No, I get it. I get it. I just, I don't think you're doing. You're not being respectful enough to the time of what they were at at the time they did it and the evolution of that band. So the early, yeah, early stuff, yeah, you I, can have you're, it. you're doing the historical context thing. I'm just telling you what kind of music my ears like, and I, I can't get into it. You tried to send me um, Lenny Kravitz the other day. I tried yeah, to send Green Sky Bluegrass, and you said, I don't like it, like real callous. And honestly, I just went, 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 went along with my day. And five minutes later, you're like, sorry, dude, I'm just doing this thing. I, I didn't mean to be mean. I was like, that went Because by the way, dude. I like the bluegrass stuff. So I that was, that was a joke. Oh, okay, do? so so okay. snake draft, I go, no, I'm just kidding. I just, whenever we do this, everybody no, you can snake, snake draft. draft. We can snake this yeah, thing. Snake draft. Go oh, snake you draft. want a snake draft? Snake okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. All right. All right. Up. I didn't realize that. So that's an enormous, enormous pickup by me because I didn't think they'd be here. I'm going to go Jimi Hendrix. Ready. No, Ooh. I'm ready. I'm gonna go say? Jimi Hendrix. I'm going Jimi Hendrix, Fuck. but I'm going, but I'm going Banded Gypsies. Jimi Hendrix. Fuck. Yep. Yeah, I knew it. I knew you were gonna be upset. What I have lined up to God. close the show. Yeah, the snake draft just changed everything. Just changed everything. Never mind on the snake draft. Too late. Pick us in. Golly. Good pick. Good Banded pick. Gypsies. Good. Are you kidding? Yeah. Good pick. Good pick. Um, all Thanks right. So I'm going to stare down. Here's the thing. Just to talk, I, I, I'm going to give like the, uh, all 22, you know how, when they, when they show like the war room and Jerry Jones is sitting there telling all his, uh, fail sons to like wash his glasses and stuff. And like, let's live oh, yeah. look into the Cowboys and who they're going to pick. I this can't year. see the board. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give everyone a, a peek into inside the war room right now. And just let you know that there is a, uh, a silent standoff that's going on because I think both Ryan and I, one of us is going to pick fish and one of us is going to pick Grateful Dead. And it's like, who wants to go first? Because we know we can get value because Chris is more of a touch of gray bouncing around the room, Grateful Dead fish fan. So he's not going to pick either. So I'm trying to figure Bar out. Shaw, man, Dickershaw. <laughs> Hoist, dude. Hoist is my favorite. Hoist is when they came together. <laughs> you should have seen that guy's fucking face when he asked me what my favorite dead song was like on the spot at a bar and I was like uh Pride of Cucamonga <laughs> okay. he looked like I so, punched his son in the, in the nose 
Yeah. Although, although that's at least you had a name there because if somebody asked you about a Joy Division song after your shirt, like everybody wearing the Joy, oh, Division, no, Joy Division shirt, every, I mean, whatever. everybody's uh, like, no, yeah, I mean, that's no not one. My knows. favorite Dead song, but I was kind of half fucking with him. Uh, I love it. I love it. Star guys. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I know I got that, and it's kind of like we're sitting here, and there's there's two quarterbacks that we can both kind of wait on. So I'm going to go, I'm actually going to skip ahead and I'm going to go to Saturday, my start of the day on Saturday. So I'm thinking like two o'clock. It's beautiful. Angel Fire in New Mexico. Don't know if you ever heard of it. Very I'm going to take, uh, yeah, very dry. I'm going to take the band that's going to kick off the Saturday mood and that's going to be Sublime. <laughs> I can't you argue like with that? that. No, I, I can't argue. Day drinking, little mm-hmm. Sublime. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. That's it's the day drinking. I was thinking like, all right, the sun's going to be out. You need something to get everyone back into it because we had a crazy Friday night. Prince was awesome. He tore the roof down. So how do we get everyone back into it, feeling it, maybe drinking a, a, a you know a couple beers, getting ready for the night show? Sublime is the perfect band to start everything back up again. So I'm going to resist. Uh, are you guys going to play Bad Fish? We're going to play everything. You're going to play Jailhouse. We're going to start with Garden Grove. That's going to be the, that's going to be that, that note will hit and we'll just be like, oh man, everything's okay. Let's go back to the stage, the main stage. <laughs> You're only serving Coronas. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Whoa. I saw a guy longboarding with a Miller Lite tall boy down the strand yesterday. I'm going to resist the temptation to do what, what uh, Dan's doing, derailing the fuck out of this draft and time slotting <laughs> all his things as we go. Um, but I will say that, that Pink Floyd was, was an evening show for me. Sun going down, uh, overlooking Denver, greater Denver up at Red Rocks. Uh, golly, this is tough. Cause I'm realizing you guys probably won't pick any of my 10. I could just lock up a powerhouse here. Um, I'm going to get my hip hop act out of the way. There's only one hip hop act that I actually want to see. Uh, here. And you got to bring the, uh, the whites in with the early two thousands outcast. Uh, but you can also play the old funkier stuff, some Southern playlistic. And then the two bombs they dropped in the mid nineties. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to do outcast outcast is going to be the late night, uh, kind of like 3am. If you're still up, you're still partying. You love to see some outcast and there's going to be bubbles and shit. And, uh, yeah, outcast. Can't argue with that one, but you just got to always figure out how are you going to slot it in. But if someone can pull it off, it can be outcast as far as the no, rap it's gonna, it's live. Gonna be, it's going to be the right. last thing of the night. Like, so if you go to one of these festivals, it's always something real fun if you're still awake. So it might be at 2 a.m. Um, so that puts me with the, the snake stayed up uh, next. Yeah. So I've got a late night. I've got an evening. Um, <sighs> golly. You know what? I'm going to take the Almond Brothers, Ryan. Mm. All right. Almond Brothers, late afternoon. Do your worst. Pick who you think my favorite act is. I don't care. It won't hurt me as bad as I just hurt you by taking the Almond Brothers. They're going to play late in the afternoon. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be picturesque. Two drum sets live. Tough to beat it. Mm. You know, um, Vicky Betts just That's up there. Things. You, you don't even want to go on with the pod. No, I could have taken him, but I needed. Hendrix. I needed Jimmy and I needed the band of gypsies once he got past uh, 
the two guys from the experience, Mitch and uh, Noel. So I just, I like the band of gypsy stuff better. I look, everybody's strong right here. Okay. There's nobody, nobody's freaked us out here with a Rafael Arujo pick. So, you know, great work so far. <laughs> Seven in. Um, Big Cat, Angel Fire, population 1089 on the 2017 census. Your pick. Mm, that's okay, that's the perfect. Infrastructure. Yes, that is going to test the infrastructure. We'll have to uh, make sure we don't have another fire fest. Uh, okay, good pick, Chris. Ryan, you could always just take the Derek Trucks band and maybe and steal some some of uh it's like uh I'm not a really I'm not a big politics guy, but like wouldn't the Derek Trucks band be like the Elizabeth Warren to the Allman Brothers Bernie Sanders? Steal a few votes. Whoa, yeah, a little political. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they would. Look Susan at that. Look terrific. at me. Look at yeah. me. How about that? That was pretty big. Yeah, it was a great metaphor. <laughs> Very topical, <laughs> although, you know, in today's climate. Just saying. Um <laughs> all climates. Oh, don't. In today's climate, don't say political names. It ever. would tough to be going festival <laughs> for festival, though. The fuck out of it. Yeah. By the way, for a second, we're not getting political here, but are we living in a simulation? I'm watching Joe Biden last night on a live stream. He's uh, getting ready to run against Donald Trump. His live stream looks like it's being managed by a teenager. It's like a black background. It's grainy. He's talking about a pandemic. What the fuck is going on? Next. <laughs> Yeah, no, you're 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 right, and it is Ryan. The uh, you know, in this climate, it it is it's like the Michael Scott for politics. Don't ever, for any reason, do anything to anyone for any reason ever, no matter what. <laughs> ever words to live by, words to live by. <laughs> All right, I got my second, third pick. Um, Get your third pick here. I am a little nervous about Ryan's snake draft coming up with his two picks. I'm nervous about one band. I'm going to, I'm going to take a risk here and I will tell, I'll say who it was after he picks, but I will on Saturday after sublime, we're going to go rage against the machine. Wow. Okay. Was that, uh, was that on anyone's board? Yes. They no. were going to be okay. my, they were going to be my third band. Wow. wow. So I made the right, I made the right calculation there. It was between two bands. It's like, I, I have a the right calculation. I yeah. have to fire one of my area scouts because he's talking to you guys too much. Um, really, really great pickup by you because that was going to be a tone setter. But understand this. I still can set tones with other people here. But what made you take rage? Because I know you're worried about what I may do here with the snake trap. I think it, it honestly is just gut feel. I think you're not going to take the band that I want to end the entire festival with. And I love Rage Against the Machine. Uh, and they also are just an incredible concert band. Like they will put on an unbelievable show. Also seen them like they will not disappoint. And my Saturday setting the vibe with, you know, Friday, I told you a little more experimental, if you will. Saturday is just a good old fashioned. Let's get drunk and party kind of vibe. Yeah. I want to clear something Andy. up real quick. Going back. I have a question for the, uh, the manager of this, this, uh, draft, Rye. Like when I pick Pink Floyd, that's like, uh, that's like dark side of the moon. That's like, I mean, you can play shine on, but Sid's still in the band. Yeah. Yeah, man. You're good. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I am laughing just sitting here because I know just the way Chris's mind works now after, you know, being friends and doing the pod now where he's like, wait a minute, is there perhaps something I'm forgetting? <laughs> 
where and then Chris like wants to clear it up. And I don't know if anybody else that fi- finds that as funny as I do, but I don't know. I just it cracks me up every single time because it's like Chris sure. would be like, gotta, yeah. you know, this is an alternate reality. Right. How many acoustic shows can we go with? Is there a limit on acoustic? <laughs> no. Okay. Ted Williams freeze like you know Sid Barrett or like you know can I Ted Williams freeze like if if I'm gonna go with a, an artist that was hot in the '70s but still touring, I'm not getting the you know 2000s version of some band. I don't want to say what band. It's a Chris. I actually think it's a totally fair question for you because uh, depending on who picks Grateful Dead, I think they have to pick a keyboardist. I think they have to make the decision on who which which iteration they're they're choosing. Hornsby? Right. Pigpen? Right. <laughs> the Do you allow Hors- D- Yeah, is Donna? Is Donna around? Donna. Dude, wait till Donna hits the stage at Angel Fire New Mexico. Tickets now on sale. SeatGeek promo code take. Uh it will be it will bring the house down. Uh, the public schools in Angel Fire are, are ranked above average. Okay. <laughs> That's good. I get, I get two picks here. I know what Big Cat thinks I may do, but I, I don't think he understands that. I'm going to go Tame Impala here right now. I got to do something wow. for the younger kids. Um, and the thing is, is wow. Tame, Tame is like Ben Zobrist. I can put them anywhere. I can have them start the show. I can put them in front of a legend. I can put them after Late a legend. Night. I can... I can have them late night. I can have them close the whole vibe down, but I just think there's too much value there in tame. And I'm with you guys that every time you put it on, you're so happy you put it on. Like, I'm never like, oh, I want to listen Bro, to something I different. I almost rammed it's- my car into like another car the other day. Cause I was playing, let it happen too loud. <laughs> They're unbelievable. Adrenaline. The, you know, I'm going back to them a lot. And I, I just, I want him to be part of this. So I'm, I'm very happy to be able to get him in the third round. I'm trying to read the other guys right now. I'm trying to think, okay, what, what could they possibly do here? And I'm just going to do this because I, I don't want to lose them. Although I don't think either one of you will take them. But since Rage is off the board, I think there were other alternatives. I think there's another band that I know I don't have to worry about you guys grabbing. But I am in this deep dive of Jane's Addiction right now where... I'm watching some of the 90 shows from New York City. I watched the Porner for Pyro show in 94. Not full shows because I got stuff to do. But I'm going to go ahead and put down Jane's Addiction. Um, whatever version. Dave, Flea, doesn't matter. But like when that thing was right, I would have loved to have been. I wouldn't want to room with those dudes, but I would have loved to just sort of watch it, observe it as it was growing. Because it was this really just, I have so much respect for anyone that can kind of come up with their own lane. And they were able to do that. We know it's going to be a good show. So back to back. Favorite Jane song? I like all the slow stuff at the end of Ritual de la Bitual. So Hmm. good picks. Interestingly enough, the girl on the album cover with uh, it's just one woman with the the four boobs and the the uh, (laughs) which album is that? Kate Upton. That is no, that is Ritual (laughs) de la Bitual. and yeah, then, I like uh, I like uh, summertime rolls. That's that's probably my my jam right there. But that's that was his girlfriend, I guess. And um, they like made a, a you know kind of a plaster remodel of her as a conjoined twin, sitting there naked with like set on fire. Interestingly enough, yeah, it's uh, it's uh, they some people didn't like that album cover, and they had an alternative one. But classic girl, then she did. Those are those are up there all timer for me. So. Good pick. Um, good pick, Ryan. Good pick. I didn't think it was. 
I love I love this draft because music is so subjective and you like what you like and no two people have the same music taste. So I'm sitting here looking at my draft and I'm like, I am absolutely dominating this. Obviously, because I'm picking the bands that I like. So it's a great draft to do because everyone can kind of walk away being like, that was awesome. I fucking crushed it. Um, I made the right pick, though, Ryan, with Rage, because I thought you might have this next band on your list. And but I didn't think you'd pick them this early. They are the band that has my favorite album of all time, of all time. And they're going to be my Sunday night. My Sunday night, my Sunday night and the entire festival band. Does anyone want to take a guess? With these fucking time slots. Um, Mm -hmm. Older new band. Corn. But still around. But maybe not because one of them had heart surgery. And also there's been a lot of cocaine use and and people, you know, fucking each other's wives and husbands. Thank you. Fleetwood Mac. Rumors. Greatest album ever been made. Fleetwood Mac is going to end. Fleetwood Mac is going to end Angel Fire. And we're all going to cry when they play Landslide at 1 a.m. And we're going to be like, that was the greatest weekend of our life. Fleetwood Mac will end Angel Fire. That's my next pick. Damn, dude. This is cool Mm -hmm. because I'm realizing that a lot of the bands I thought I was hoarding don't need to be hoarded at all. (laughs) Um, I guess I'll bring some young people in. You know what? I'm not, you know, to my point, I don't think I'm going to need to hoard this. I'm going to, I'm going to interject a new, uh, a young people band here soon, maybe the next pick, but there's a few like big rock and roll bands that people would die to see back in the day. You know, to me, Pink Floyd was one. So now you've got the stones, you've got the who, uh, you've got Zep. I'm going to throw Zep in here and get my, my big, big, uh, classic rock bands in out of the way. And they are, I, I don't know when they're going to play, but they're going to open within the light. And this is a fantasy um, for me because they actually didn't really play it live so much because the synthesizer stuff was so like, like advanced, they couldn't quite get it um, in front of a live audience. So in my fantasy world, they open within the light and I've got Zap. That's too late for them, probably, but you know, there's certain factors that go into every selection here. So I... I love what you're doing. Well, I, I wanted to take them early, but I can tell that people aren't really, uh, the vibe is a little bit, de- I'm going for like, uh, this is a, it's a rock and roll festival with some new stuff mixed in. So I'm going to mix some, um, some new stuff in here. Uh, I know none of y'all are going to take them, but I want to keep the kids in- engaged. They'll probably call me a boomer anyways. I'm a big fucking all J fan. Ooh. All J. I'm not as familiar with them. <clears throat> is that the reach of the draft? <laughs> all J, that is? I have J and A plumbing and heating. All, yeah. Alt J. All J. Got it. Got it. Yeah. 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 You know, they were definitely on my list. I love them. I'm sure they The name Alt J was actually an organic translation of the triangle symbol which is achieved by typing Alt-J into a Mac computer keyboard. The band liked this symbol because yeah. it was used. That's what I wanted to say about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, um, if you look a little closer about Alt-J, they are, um, they're an English indie rock band, and they were formed in Leeds, which is in yes. uh, the United Kingdom. 
Mm-hmm. They were. They were formed yeah. in Leeds. Yep. You guys I know what that. makes up the United yeah. Kingdom? Ooh. Yep. Scotland. No no I, I can tell we have a lot to talk about with all Jay, but we'll save it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like what you did. You picked something you wanted, but um, that was that no was the first did. one. Right. That was the first one where you're like, whoa, okay. You know, this is when people stop being nice and start being real. So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that's a late night band. That's great. They're, they're, they're pretty muted dressers. I give them that. Go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, show is, the show is insane, dude. I'm just telling you. I have a new band that I have listened to. I feel bad that I, uh, I don't know how I've never listened to them. So I feel like, I, yeah, uh, not, I a not, not, not a knock. Not a knock. from Zep. You went no. from Zeppelin to Alt J. It just freaked everybody out. We're good though. I like it. I'm going to dig in a little bit today. Yeah, go go uh, go. Listen to an awesome wave. It's one of the best albums of the last uh, ten years for sure. Whoa. Okay, That's I will. There. I actually Start will. Literally, I will. I have nothing else to do. I will. Um. All right. What pick Let's are we drugs. on? What pick are we on? We're on uh, your we are, fifth. Uh, pick fourteen. That would be round five. Five, 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 five. Okay. Chris doesn't listen to anything. No. <laughs> okay. I don't listen to what? <laughs> no, exactly. We're like we're like fifth round. We're good. <laughs> He's like we have. Uh, we're at pick. We're at pick four. So, um, and by the way, I don't know what the time constraints are here, but we're we're. I just don't want to get in too much of a rush. I don't want lineups to be put together in a rush. So let's just pace. All right. Okay. Let's yeah. pace. I'm gonna go. I'll go quickly with my next pick. Uh, pacing here. I'm gonna go with. A Sunday mid, actually, I'm going to lead Sunday with this. I'm going to go, so we're going to all get up. We're going to have to have Friday and Saturday nights. going to be crazy. We're going to start Sunday off with Steely Dan. <laughs> what are you That's laughing That's a about? great way. No, I'm not laughing at all. At it. My dad was listening Dude. to it in the gym when I walked in 15 minutes ago. Steely Dan is a great brunch, like a little hair of the dog ease your way back into it. I'm putting together a festival. I'm putting together a vibe. I'm putting together something people want to buy. You know, go to SeatGeek, promo code TAKE, and you get $10 off. Hey, wow. uh, not to poke holes here, uh, what's the nearest airport to uh, your little found town in New Mexico? We'll figure it out later. Ryan, you like that pick. You like that pick. <laughs> I, you, not only do I like the pick, I love what you're doing. Like, hey, let's wake up early. Back in my DJing days in Negril, Jamaica, one of the reasons they brought us in from the mainland was because they were like some of the local DJs play Biggie when all the kids are super hung over at 9 a.m. And we need you guys to ease them into this. And I would I was always big on like I'd go synchronicity and then I'd back it up and it's just some some slower reggae. And everybody everybody's having a great time. Everton Blender. Um, not I will not be taking Everton Blender, although he could be a great side stage guy. I think the Steely Dan wake up the next day entree into another mm-hmm. day is you should organize festivals after that pick. That's how good I feel about it. Uh, Colfax wow. County Airport. Colfax County Airport is uh, is the closest airport. We're going to go ahead and get a distance on this one. Um, I'll be looking that one up. Okay, all yeah, right. So I got two PJ picks here. Life. Oh, somebody knew. Somebody knew the private jet landing strip immediately. I don't, that just doesn't sound like if it's a county airport. <laughs> that doesn't sound like there's a lot of flights in there. No, I'm not as aware of that world. Um, and either is big cat now after that stock price. Okay, here we go. Uh, I got two. I know one that would have been picked that probably won't be picked now because people don't like what he said. 
but it's very important to me that I get him for the close in the show. And I'm going to go ahead and take Kanye because I want Kanye's Sunday service. And what I want to do is I want the band that goes before him second to last to take it right until the sun is about to come up. And then I don't care what anybody thinks of Kanye right now. That Sunday service stuff is pretty cool. At least the videos that I've seen, like not all the music. To me. Yep. Then not, and Trump's going to come in and high five him at the end of it. All right. So who else is still on the board? Um, Blues Traveler. Board. Oh, okay. Indigo. With the fake thing. Indigo Girls. With the smoke. Fallout. Oh, Blues Traveler. Fallout Boy. Twenty four seven spies. Okay, uh, they're the best band that I've ever seen live. So I'm going to go ahead and take them. I'm going to take them because I knew you weren't. Although, unless one of you are going to do it to mess with me, I'm going to go ahead and take Tool. So I solved my Rage Against the Machine problem. You solved like it with it. another problem. That's an, that's a band I can't get in. It's akin to Radiohead in my in my uh, brain as far as my- uh, likability. My favorite development of this pod is that I've been called Boomer twice already, and Long has taken Pink Floyd, The Almonds, and Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, yeah, but if you're, if you, <laughs> meanwhile, I'm just, I got the, I got the best draft going of all time. It's actually incredible. So you guys can Did fight you, over like, those. Take a rib out so you could suck your own dick during the pandemic. <laughs> I'm having a hard time of finding any uh, flaws in my draft. All right. Um, I also think in yourself. We're, we're in a weird spot now where I think we're like almost clear of each other's uh, bands. So it's like almost a free for all. Like I feel pretty confident that I'm going to get everyone else that I want. So I'm going to go with. So I went Sublime Rage Against the Machine. I'm going to go with. On Saturday, I'm going to go with Foo Fighters after Rage. Oh God, this is hey, this is this is awesome. You don't like it, I know. That's fine. I'm doing what y'all do to me on uh, on the group text now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have a plan. Mm-hmm. That was a that was a chess move. There's another chess move coming after that. Go for yours. Okay. Okay. Give me a second. I got to look at my board here. Um, just saying that airport's only one nautical mile north of downtown there in Angel. Oh, well, then you're good. Um, Resort, though, is a different issue. Okay, I've got... Let me see what my holes are here. If I'd had a better big board, maybe I'd know. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and pick them. I know y'all aren't, but I thought maybe you guys might fuck with me and take them just to annoy the shit out of me like you do with uh, C.D. Lamb. Um, I'm going to go with my morning jacket. Um, lesser, I guess, lesser known band, but easily one of the best shows, uh, out there. Seen them a lot. Uh, I'm going to go MMJ, uh, MMJ at 18. I've actually seen them at Red Rocks twice. So this will be easy territory for them. And then at 19, um, man, I could really, I could really get y'all right now. I'm going to take the stoners. And I'm going to redirect them from the dead because with mm. the dead, I'd like to see, I'm going down this rabbit hole with all the Jerry side project stuff. And I don't know what the rules are. Can I bring in like old in the way and all that stuff? Yes. You know, little, I'm little China sure. cats on flower. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Well, look, it's your pick. It's your festival. So, so if I take grateful dead, I can do all that side stuff. No, I think you have to pick. I think you have to pick 
you you can't pick Grateful Dead and get Olden in the way. You have to pick Olden in the oh, way, okay, or you have to mind. pick never mind. Gary Garcia band. Resurrect yeah. the fuck out of Bob Marley. Okay, good pick. Good it's pick. Maybe they had him on my board. Yes, it's hot. It's like four o'clock, whatever it is. It's the perfect start to a festival, and people can get a nice um, bed of lettuce to start their afternoon off. If you know what I mean. Hmm. Uh, I, I like that pick. I, yeah, I had I that it. on my board. Nice, bro. Okay. I actually think that's the best pick so far. I really do. Um, the only thing that would make value. it better if it were Peter Tosh, it would be better. But I also know that, you know, you get to play to the audience right now. And if you had a lineup with Bob Marley, you're going to sell more tickets in my Peter Tosh festival. Well, also so. Peter Tosh, uh, this just in, he came to hang out at the festival and he's going to do like a song or two with Bob. So I don't even know what the rules are anymore, but I like it. Also, mm. Goody Mob just called and they said they're just hanging out. So, like, CeeLo's for sure going to be there with Outcast. So, this festival's on fire. All, All right, Danny. Take- Sorry, I you know I can't keep up with them. You taking the dead here? Nope, I'm not taking the dead here. I told you I was making a chess move. Uh, Foo Fighters are going on after Rage. Dave Grohl is going to stay on the stage. He's just going to switch instruments. We're going to finish with Queens of the Stone Age. Queens of the Stone Age to finish Saturday night. My favorite live band that I've ever seen. I've seen them probably about a half a dozen times. They put on an all-time show. So my Saturday lineup is now complete. It's starting with Sublime. It's going to Rage. It's going to Foo Fighters, then Queens of the Stone Age. Wow. Um, I did not expect that. I thought you were going to say he's going to stick around and then it's going to be Nirvana. With Mm-mm. that, with that group from the Big Short, what's that? That Poly, whatever I can't remember. It's like a million singers and they're all in robes. They look like a cult, but they do a cover of of a Nirvana song during the Big Short. Remember that? No, I'm gonna look them up real quick um, because I thought about having Nirvana and then having them uh, play. You know, right now, right now the commissioner's calling. He's like, "You guys are on the clock." Good that you so I'm do gonna it live because Nirvana's only good live. I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that. We will get back to the rest of our festival draft and lineup. But right now, ZipRecruiter wants to let you know the best teams start with great talent, but finding the right people can be a challenge. Uh, Not always easy to find a team that wants to trade the best receiver in the NFL for a running back that nobody cares about anymore. But (laughs) Arizona found him. Uh, when it comes to hiring for your business, ZipRecruiter can help you find the right candidates for your team fast from healthcare to manufacturing to business services and more. And now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Ryan Show, R-Y-E-N Show. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right skills and experience for your job and actively invites them to apply. You can even add screening questions to your job listing, which is cool. So you can filter candidates and focus on the best ones. So you get the people out of the way just by having those questions up there. So that's a nice little addition of things going on over there at ZipRecruiter because they are so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. And right now, to try ZipRecruiter for free, my listeners can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Ryan Show. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash R-Y-E-N Show. ZipRecruiter.com slash Ryan Show. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Okay. um, I know you're not going to take them, so I'm not going to take them yet. Just to be safe, I'm going to have Santana. I'm going to take Santana here. 
because I want to start the show with Soul Sacrifice. If you've seen the Woodstock version, I I challenge you to watch that and not be fired up. Um, that's going to be the first you song. Carlos Santana. I just I'm writing it down. Right. So Santana is going to start the entire show, Soul Sacrifice, and it's going to be like a wake up call to the entire audience. Like, hey, this is real. It just got real. Strap up. So then, then because Rob Thomas comes out. No, Rob is actually. I gave a pick up to ban him from from even showing up. Uh, By the way, my festival's at Manhattan Beach, just so I don't have to drive to it. So, oh nice. We're gonna do a big festivals in South Bay. Love them. Well, we're gonna do. You're a big Redondo guy, so we're gonna do a pier thing. (laughs) Uh, My next pick, I'm gonna go Miles Davis, but I want the group with Jaco Pastorius, Chick Corea. I think Stanley Clark was involved in that crew as well. Oh, wait a minute. Stanley, they wouldn't have two bass players. Um, John McLaughlin, some of that stuff. I know what you're thinking. Are you kidding me? You know what? You make it 20 minutes into in a silent way and tell me you didn't have a good time. So it's going to be a little bit of an introduction thing to everybody where I know you guys are going to think that's the worst pick of the entire thing, but I'm putting Miles Davis right there in the middle. I'll let everybody adjust to Miles because that's how he rolls. Miles Davis. Okay. Good pick. Miles Davis. Good pick. Pick 22. I like that pick. I'm not going to slander it. Uh, okay. I'm going to make a couple moves here. Uh, I don't think... All right. I got three bands. I don't think... I'm going to I'm gonna go back to my Friday night. So we started with Prince, if you remember. We're going to go from Prince. We're going to go from Prince into David Bowie. And I get all of David wow. Bowie. Everything. I'm going to say I'm not a big Bowie guy. Okay. Yeah, me neither. That's fair. And I think you're pandering. Now. I mean, we're doing weird things on Friday night, so that's part of the, the plan with David Bowie. Yeah, I think okay. Bowie visited the States and, and decided, okay, I'm going to be really weird. Like, he hung out with the real weird punk rockers and then was like, now I'm going to be weird. Um, so that's one version of it. Do you guys have, like, earpieces? Because it's really hard to hold, like, a, um, a handset and go through your big board. <laughs> I, I can't imagine the struggle you're on right now. I'm at my parents' house. This sucks. I had to like ask for permission to use a landline. <laughs> All right, you got two picks and then here. I'm walking in and I'm like, yeah, I'm doing a festival thing with 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 Ryan. Daddy's like, hey, Boston's on. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Wait, a minute, the, um, Boston. Boston's not a terrible pick. I, I would go with yes no, over actually, Boston. I, I would have right. thought maybe you might pick Boston. I'm not. I'm not that. I'm more of a yes guy than Boston, but I appreciate it. So what round guys. is this here? We've we've completed. Uh, you, we had Miles Davis, and then who'd you just take? Big Cat? Did you take somebody? David Bowie. David Bowie. Yeah. Read about that took, guy's personal life. He took Nick Foles. Um, mm-hmm. You're fading on us right now, Chris. Lock in. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. This is the eighth pick in the uh, Boomer Fest. Draft. Take Jimmy Buffett. Um, no, <laughs> Jimmy Buffett. Although I did go to a Jimmy Buffett concert with Jeff Fisher. <laughs> Wait oh. a minute, that should be its own podcast. Damn, I know the the Fisher the Fisher festivals. Damn. Yeah, my my boy Fish. We went to a Jimmy Buffett concert. I took one of my teammates who, let's just say, is not in the Jimmy Buffett demo, and he was looking like I don't know what the fuck I'm watching right is now. Is that? Is that when they switched you to which end? 
which side you played on? Is that when he switched to the right one? He's like, you know what? I like Chris. I'm going to put no, him in his other position. No, me on the right. Fish was actually a good coach. Oh, all right. Never mind. Um, we'll leave that one alone. Yeah, so I'm looking at this here. Okay, I've got some rock concerts. I've got a hip-hop. That's done. We've got two new bands. We've got some Southern stuff. we got some... Okay. Um, golly, this is tough. I don't have any electronic music. Do you think... Do you, I need your help, guys. Do I, do I need some electronic music? Um, you know, I'm not against it. I thought about Dead Mouse. I have Zed here on the board. Um, yeah, Dead Mouse would be cool, wouldn't it? Uh, I'm gonna go with um, fuck it. I'll, I'll do Pearl Jam, man. I yeah, I know some people are gonna. This is my this is a rock my fest. White dad pick. I'm five years ahead. Um, but you know, Jeff name drop. Amen. Uh, shout out to me, Mike Wobonning right now. He'll get me backstage. Uh, I'll be able to meet everybody and hang out, even though I'm the, the festival head. Yeah, it's your um, festival. It's good to know somebody. And then it's one of the best shows I've ever seen. I've seen it multiple times. I, I actually saw them uh, at Bonnaroo with the flu. That was my own Michael Jordan flu game, if you've heard of it. Um, and I saw him in St. Louis. Eddie drink like four bottles of Merlot. I counted them like four through the concert people were throwing him alcohol and he was just ingesting it. And they played teenage, they played teenage wasteland, uh, or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, they played teenage I, wasteland at the end. They turned the lights off in, in the uh, enterprise center, home of the uh, Stanley cup champions, uh, reigning champs. And, um, they turned the lights off. Everybody got up to go, to go. They really held it for like a minute. And then, Teenage Wasteland, one of the best shows I've ever seen. I'm, I'm taking Pearl Jam. Uh, Chris, and, and I, hold on. Uh, I Quick Eddie Vedder story. My Eddie Vedder story, not the name drop, Michael Wilbon name drop. But uh, I, in 2015, when the Cubs beat the Cardinals in the first round of the playoffs, I got invited to John Lester's house afterward for a party. Eddie Vedder did a little acoustic set for everyone there. He also smelled horrible because I don't think he had... Uh, showered for the entire playoff series i think he was doing something like little mojo no i mean he was the nicest guy ever i'm just saying like stating facts like we all were in we're dealing with our own stuff like he was doused in champagne so he you know he had a different vibe going but very nice guy listen my eddie story and this is embarrassing but i was really drunk you know eddie set the tone that night and i do know jeff because jeff vacations up in montana he's on the same lake as we are in the summer and uh, Jeff's actually from like uh, from Montana and lives in like Missoula. So we, you know, Jeff has me backstage and you know, when somebody has you backstage and like, clearly like who wouldn't want to meet Eddie? I've never met Eddie. I've been a Pearl Jam fan since I was a kid. My first concert ever was Pearl Jam and I was shit canned, but I also wanted to make sure I kept my eyes on my buddy. I didn't want to like be scanning the room for Eddie. You know, you know what I mean? You don't want to look disrespectful. So he introduced me to a crowd of like three to five people in the middle of a conversation with me and uh, me and Jeff. And as I'm leaving, I say to my buddy walking out the tunnel under enterprise, I go, man, that was really cool. It was great to see Jeff. I would have loved to meet Eddie. He's like, dude, we met Eddie. I had Whoa. no idea Eddie was that short. So like, I just looked right over his head. Him. So I shook Eddie Vedder's hand, had no idea. I did it was crazy embarrassed. Uh, but I'm still going to go with, uh, I'm still going to go with, with, with them at eight. I think that's still a good value. Um, and at nine, you guys can make I've up. Got, yeah, 
you guys can make up. You can invite him to the festival and say, hey, sorry about that time I met you with Jeff. Sorry about the time that I, that, you know, me and nobody accidentally didn't realize I met you. I wouldn't even call that big timing because uh, that would be predicated on being popular myself. So I'm going to go with, oof, it's getting thin here, guys. I've got pretty much, okay, I need a chill kind of set between two ragers and uh one of my favorites from that era is otis redding uh and i just think although it's going to be a lot of slower stuff the group's going to need a little slowdown and when he plays i've been loving you too long uh the place is going to be dead silent mystified mesmerized uh otis is going to play about an hour set okay Things good really pick. slow down there. Yeah, they slow down there. Yeah, good pick. All right, my next slow pick. Down there. Yeah, I have, um, I'm completing my Friday now. So just a refresher, uh, Angel Fire Fest, New Mexico. On Saturday, we have Sublime, Rage Against the Machine, Foo Fighters, Queens of Stone Age. On Friday, we have Prince, David Bowie, and then Ryan, I will take fish. I just went on the record. If I had taken Grateful Dead, I would have went with Brent Midland. That would have been my keyboardist, but I'm going to go with Fish on Friday night. Again, the experimental night. That's the night where, you know, whatever happens, happens kind of thing. We're going to get a little funky. So that will finish off my Friday night at the uh, Angel Fire Fest. Smart pick. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just tell you right now, the dirty little secret. I wasn't taking dead or the fish. Cause I just don't want those people ruining. Like if you have an entire dead crew show up to the festival, then it kind of becomes a dead show. And it isn't about your festival. This festival has mm-hmm. an identity and I'm not anti, as you both know how much I like those, Bingo, bands, dude. but I just, I can't, Bingo. I can't have 70 vans. There's not a lot of parking Manhattan beach anyway. <laughs> and there's just not, there's not enough room for the vans and then it becomes, you know, it's just, it's tough. It's tough to orbit around that moon. If you know what I'm saying? So that leaves Bro, me with a great point. Um, I can't have the dead also as a little bit of a spoiler here in, in the middle of Colorado, they'll dominate the festival dominate. They'll stand there confused during the outcast set. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I can't imagine it'd be like, be like being Christian Leitner on the dream team. You know, you just don't know what to do. <laughs> it's bringing right. sand to the beach if you're in Colorado. Here we go. I'm going to go with talking heads because I Oof. think it fits in perfectly nice. with what I was going to do. And, you know, you know who almost made the mix here? Fishbone. They didn't. So who am I missing? Who am I missing? One more pick because I wanted a little bit of a, a reggae thing. So I was thinking fishbone. Barrington Levy. Sure. No. Bobby McFerrin. No. I don't know. I don't know what to do now. I'm totally, I feel like I had this uh, whole Limp thing. Just do Limp Biscuit, bro. Solo Fred Durst. Yeah, just Durst. No, a fleck and the like, I wanted to get Public Enemy into the mix, but then what am I going to do if I'm going earlier and then the S1Ws are there and then just everybody that was like, I was here to see Tame Impala. This is a bit aggressive. I don't know what to do. Um, the Pixies would be a nice, nice pick. Oh, you know what? Give me the police. But give me early police. Give me the 
That's a good give, one. Give me the police, but I want pre-synchronicity. Not that I don't like synchronicity. I just don't want it when Sting was like, I'm probably over you guys. Police. That's going to be my reggae vibe. They're going to be doing a little bit more of that French West Indies thing. You know what I'm saying? Probably Good pick. I didn't know you were into martial law. There's going to be no police at my uh, festival. Oh, <laughs> well done. That was a good joke. Nice. Nice. Ryan, good pick. I also want credit for pre- uh, predicting that you were going to have the Talking Heads. I wrote it down. Talking Heads, one of Ryan's bands. I had Pearl Jam as one of your bands, Chris. So I mapped that out knowing which bands you guys were going to mm-hmm. probably take. Um, Maybe I actually have better at this. I have to leave after this pick. So I'll let you guys wrap up and discuss everything. So. My last pick is going to be on the Sunday. Remember, we start with Steely Dan. We end with Fleetwood Mac. This is a kind of recoup your mind. You know, don't get too crazy kind of Sunday. I'm going to go with LCD sound system in the middle of that. So it's going to go Steely Dan, LCD sound system, Fleetwood Mac. A little something for everyone. A nice little Sunday to send you on your way. Get a little reflective about life. Feel like, you know, things are going to be okay, even though you probably did really terrible things to your body all weekend long, and that will be my festival. Wow. Um, okay. I, uh, Chris, I hold on. Before, because I have to actually go, so you guys will yeah. recap, but let me just throw out like a few others that I was had on my short list, just so that when you discuss at the end, I had Wilco, I had Stevie Wonder, and what was the other one? Oh, I had the Lumineers. Those were all on my Just Missed the Cut. God, you had the Lumineers. I fucking I love the it. Lumineers, man. I love that it was like, brought up. Dude, you hey. give me an uh, October, November day. Oh. Maybe the sun's setting like 530. Hey. You get that crisp there. You put on a little Lumineers. I could I could write a book. I could be Ryan Rossillo. <laughs> no, dude. Just no. Yes. yes. That, that, listen, I thought you were killing it until you mentioned the Lumineers. I don't care. I will not be shamed for Lumineers. No, I won't be shamed for Lumineers. All right, I got to go. You guys let me know how it ends up. But, and then also have, I think Kyle's going to be the one who decides who won, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kyle, you just decided it. Nephew Kyle. Just pick a white guy, just one white guy, (laughs) and let him decide. Yeah. All right. I'll talk to you guys later. All right. Thanks. That's Big Cat from Yak. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Rye. So it's just you and me. I I need your help a little bit here because you know as I'm rounding this festival out, I'm looking at you know Isaac Hayes is in the mix, but I've you know I don't know if the kids are going to really be into Isaac Hayes. But then again, the front runner for my tenth pick is to infuse some some real heavy metal into this thing and go Black Sabbath. Mastodon like still available. Frozen, like Ted Williams style from the, the late sixties, like the the Black Sabbath album. Like they could just play that album and then a couple from that next album. Uh and I think that that would satisfy some of some of the harder rock and roll crowd. What do you want to do? Like do you have your opening statement and do you have your your clothes? I assume Pink Floyd's your clothes, right? Because nobody's going to want to follow that. Uh, Pink Floyd is not the last show of the night. This is what we have to work on is the ordering. But I think what's going to get you to come to my festival more? Here's some names that were floated. Okay. Neil Young playing at Red Rocks. Is it Neil Young and Crazy Horse or is it an acoustic set? Because I, you know, a lot of fans on both sides of that. 
Yeah. I'm thinking Neil Young acoustic. But see, then I think about like the raging guitars and Cinnamon Girl and Cortez, and eh, I just I think I think yeah. I'd be more inclined I, to want. We'll, we'll save Neil Young, although I feel like he would be at home uh, right there. I like the Neil Young. And pick. I uh, say again, I like the Neil Young pick. I have him on my board, but I just didn't take him. Do, do you like Dead Mouse or do you like Black Sabbath? That's what it's coming down to. I love Dead Mouse. I really do. Um, so Black we'll Sabbath. Dead Five. Okay. All right. Dead Five. Uh, I, I saw him at Governor's Ball. And you did. So you I, liked him. Was like some dude was like, huh? You liked him then. So you're not just saying this. You're not, you're not trying to be oh, cool. I love Dead Mouse, it. dude. Yeah. It was, it's been, I think I've seen him a couple times and uh, it's some of the most intense shit ever. And then I got to see him. Some dude at the end of Governor's Ball was like, yo, my boys, we, uh, we know somebody with Dead Mouse. Like, do you want to come? He's doing this club thing. And a club packed with like 300 people, definitely a uh, fire code violation, dead mouse without the mask, drinking Corona lights, just like spinning the entire night. We should have done this podcast about your best. It was awesome. We should have, we could have done one just based on your experiences in the mix. Cause, uh, in the mix, bro. in the mix, I stay in the mix. So you have the order then? I can do mine while you're uh, looking at yours. Look at if right you want. Now. Do you have your order? Why don't you work on your order while I uh, I hash mine out? Right. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. All right. Here's what I'm doing. Santana soul sacrifice right out of the gates. Whoa. Then we're going to ease you back into it with a little Tame Impala who are capable of kind of going a bunch of different ways. Then we're going to do Miles Davis, 1969, In a Silent Way, back to back. Trust me on this one. If you don't like jazz, this is different. He actually was criticized a lot for going in this direction, but he put together the best players ever on all that stuff. McLaughlin and Chick Corea and Herbie Hancock are all in that piece. Stanley Clark, Jocko Vasarius are not. Um, then I'm going to go Talking Heads because they're kind of adaptable. The whole thing where I think even people that don't know that they like the Talking Heads end up liking the Talking Heads afterwards. Then we're going to do some early police reggae vibe. And then I'm going to wake you the fuck right back up with Tool. Maybe Eulogy to start. Um, just whoa. So now like Tool, you're like, this is another level. But then Jane's is going to be out of Tool where it's a little rowdier and not as technical, but we're building, we're building here. And then Jimi Hendrix, Machine Gun, Bandit Gypsies, that live album, incredible start to finish. And then Radiohead can do whatever they want because they could not play any of their hits and people still like it. I would like maybe Kid A start to finish with some stuff. Um, maybe Paranoid Android. And then Kanye, as the sun comes up, Sunday service. And if he wants to do um, Blood on the Leaves, that's great too. Wow. Okay. Um, this is going to take a second, but I guess uh, Bob Marley's going to open uh, Almond Brothers afterward. Um, as you're so you want everybody to be so afternoon. high. Yeah, you just want, hey, we want we want everybody to be wicked high the first 90 minutes of the show. Need, <laughs> is that how they used to say it on the vineyard? Wicked high? You know, I was saying wicked back before I even knew it was something we made fun of. We just didn't know. And so Did now I just throw say bitching. No, never. My first experience with that kind of terminology would probably be sixth grade into junior high when you started trying to say stuff that sounded cool. Like I remember a one one kid named Justin who was kind of a bully, but he was actually a nice kid. And he came up to me and we were just somewhere like a basketball practice. He's like, hey, do you want to go over there and rank on those kids? 
<laughs> what? Like, what do you mean? What? I mean, just look. I was get like twelve, here, dude. Yeah, and it still stands out. Like I'll just never forget this case. Like, hey, let's go over and rank on them. And he was like really into popularity. Oh. Be like, you should. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, we well, go make fun of them. I'm like, oh, and he's like, you're more popular than that guy is. Let's go rank on him. I'm like, so that's how it works. Like, this is what high school and junior high are about. If I'm just more popular than you, I'm just supposed to make fun of you the whole time. I'm like, that's kind of sucks. And then Mint was huge in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, I'd say 89, 90, maybe some other places. But I say Wicked now just kind of to keep it alive because I think it's funny. Well, uh, Wicked is certainly regionally appropriate for you. I don't say any of that stuff. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. I guess where, what time of year is your festival happening? Manhattan Beach, it can happen anytime. It's like 71 degrees, eight months of the year here. So I would say it would have to be outside of whatever the winter like it wouldn't be right now. I wouldn't want to mess with August because a lot of people are gone and all the volleyball tournaments. I don't know. Help. I, I might I might throw it out there in September. Okay. But it's really about me not having to drive anywhere. You know, if it's my festival, I'd like it to be convenient. I don't want my festival to be too um too hot because the sun is pretty strong up there. Uh, above Golden, Colorado. But here's the order I think I've settled on. And this is assuming that everybody stays awake, okay? So I took your advice, and I, I am going to close with Pink Floyd. The sun could be coming up. Um, yeah. I'm going to open with Bob Marley at 3 p.m. We'll put the Allman Brothers on at 4.30. Pearl Jam comes on at 6. They're a real 6 o'clock. They're a late afternoon band. Um, then we've got MMJ as the sun's going down. Uh, and then we've got Led Zeppelin after that. Uh, they're going to open within the light. This is again, a fantasy world. Otis Redding is going to calm things down at 11, let people's batteries recharge, uh, all J at midnight. They will be banging. It's going to be, it's going to be a, a build up to outcast at 2 AM. Outcast is going to go two to at least three thirty. Pink Floyd, uh, is going to play until the sun comes up. You have to point you, the the Pink Floyd experience. Peak Pink Floyd is so intense that you have to put them last. I just don't know how you could ask anybody else to go out there and follow them. What if and, you're just so fucked up by three, four in the morning that you're not going to be able to experience it all? I don't know. I got to admit, have you ever seen any of those Pink Floyd videos? I, th I think they've kind of encouraged it. You know, I remember no, the I first time, do, but you know, following all that, I mean, you could be drained. You gotta, you gotta pace yourself. You're going to be, you're going to be puffing the tree from like three to three to six. And then you're going to be drinking Miller light tall boys at six with Pearl jam. You'll start, you know, popping the harder stuff with MMJ, uh, Led Zeppelin. By that time, your face is melting Otis Redding. You're kind of chilling out a little bit. You're trying to get your feet back under you. And then you get drunk and fucked up from all J on. If you could survive that entire lineup without taking a nap at some point, and maybe Otis Redding just calms you down, you know, not to say, not to be disrespectful yeah. to Otis, but it's just, hey, you know, if you could have shut your That's eyes for a little bit there. That's what he's there for, dude. Yeah. He's regroup, soothing. Maybe a Dasani or two. He's soothing. And there you go. Um, I know we originally planned to talk any free agency. Did we just lose him? Yeah, we just lost. Okay, it looks like we lost Chris. We're going to get him back. I think today's episode of the Ryan Rosillo podcast on the ringer podcast network is brought to you by state farm. Just like basketball, the game of life is unpredictable. Talk to a state farm agent and get a teammate who can help you navigate the unexpected. Like Chris hanging up on us. He was done, but then we got him back. 
So get a teammate like Chris who can help you navigate the unexpected. Talk to a State Farm agent today. Um, okay, he's saying call back now. He called us. Yeah, okay, now he's saying I'll call you. Sorry. <laughs> All right. We're leaving this in, right? I'm rolling, man. Yeah, yeah, let's just leave it in. <laughs> Cheers. It just, make, it just makes it real. There he is. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I thought you were out. The perfect timing of it all. We're, le- we're leaving the whole thing in there. So you were you are not out. Um, I do want to ask you before we say goodbye about Brady. I'm not surprised by this after learning about how the negotiation that wasn't really much of a negotiation went down. Bill treated Tom like anybody else. Um, and it's hard to argue, as I've said, against Belichick's approach. I'm not going to sit here and do that. I would think Tom would be, you know, would be talked to a little bit differently, but he wasn't handled any differently. And if, if the Pats just didn't want to go to 30 million, I have a bunch of stats I can go over here and say, all right, all of these collectively show that Brady's declining here a little bit. So it can bother me a little with the way Belichick handled this, if this stuff is true, but I also get it. And like I said, it's hard for me to argue against it. Yeah. I mean, um, this is something that I think you either, you either took Brady's silence uh, to mean one thing or the or the next. I think there was a lot of people that were in denial. They thought he was playing this long game uh, to drive up his price in New England. I thought that all along he had a you know Bill had a cap on what he was willing to do to get Tom back. And I don't know if it's something that where both parties are actually relieved it didn't work out. I saw that like state TV in New England was already kind of angling to make this a hey, Tom left us thing. Um, and I, I, I have seen that some fans are like kind of taking Brady's side and this is just kind of what happens if you're somewhere 20 years, I mean, eventually, uh, you get tired of each other and, and, uh, you know, your value, um, isn't the same uh, as it is in maybe Bill's eyes. And I think that when it came down to LA, most importantly, when it came down to LA and, and Tampa Bay, you know, one would have been a brand move going to LA. Uh, playing in that new stadium, which by the way, right, I'm not even sure. I know the stadium's 85% done. I don't know where this virus thing is going. Like, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist. I don't know what's going to happen this fall period with football. Um, but Tom was not playing in that old ticket city center or whatever it was that Tom's not going silent count at home. You know what I mean? Um, but LA would have been his brand play, you know, fill the stadium, uh, launch whatever he's doing for after football in LA. Uh, he's doing a production company, that sort of thing. Tampa Bay is the football move. Um, it really is with the cap space, the receivers with OJ Howard, uh, with Bruce. Bruce couldn't be any different than Bill. So, like you know, you see a lot of people get divorces. They go, they go, you know, st- they go uh, Wild, marry the little younger. Next. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah. And oh, yeah. there couldn't be see anything it. different than a hoodie. Uh, you know, replacing it with a Kangol hat, let alone a red Kangol hat. You know, the the the. Uh, I, I can't, I don't think you can discount the warm weather down there. Um, you know, for older dudes, I know it sounds funny to say, Hey, natural grass, warm weather, that's going to help them. Like he's 43 years old. That, that would help me at 34. Um, the only thing I would say about that is, and I don't know what you'd rather have, or I would be, you know, you're playing in the, uh, in the AFC West and Pat Mahomes is looking down at you. Or you're playing in the NFC South. And now all of a sudden you have Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and Teddy Bridgewater in Carolina. So there's a lot of competition, but I think it's a good move for Tom. And I don't know. What do you think? You think we're going to be able to figure out, you know, what came first chicken or the egg, who's more important 
in uh, or who was more important the last two decades if you took this year's sample. I don't think we're going to be able to figure it out, um, but it's going to be interesting. I the one part, the only part that really bothers me the most is that Kraft is trying to do this media tour where he's going everywhere saying this was Tom's decision. That's total bullshit. Okay, state if, TV, dude. It's right. state TV. If and Kraft's smart enough to try to get everybody to play this, but like even Stephen A. and I'm sure Stephen A. was more excited to tell everybody that Kraft reached him in the commercial break than it was what Kraft actually told him. And that was like, look, Tom <laughs> made this decision, right? And it's like, hey, sometimes yeah. like I get it. I'll get sources going, wait a minute, this person's telling me this, but this might totally be wrong. And Kraft is worried about being the guy, uh, perceived to be the guy, because he cares about that stuff. And I would too if I owned a business, a team. But I don't know that I would go as far as to make every, try to get everybody to believe like this was Tom's decision. Tom didn't want to leave. Bill wasn't going to treat him any differently. So Tom's like, all right, you know what? I have done this for 20 years. Screw this. And I'm sure, as I said on Bill's podcast on Sunday, the satisfaction of leaving, although a temporary feeling is probably a really cool feeling for him to be like, all right, fuck it. Serious? I'm Tom Brady. It does. You going to do this? Say, fuck it. Yeah. And that's, that's what he did. And now he's with Tampa, where I think Tampa gives him a better chance to at least compete. Here's some numbers quick. Um, Brady off target throws last year, third highest in the league behind Lenny Jameis and Josh Allen, 2018. He was actually the second worst on off target throws. Now off target can be a bunch of different things. And some would argue it's not as relevant with Brady because Brady's the best at throwing the ball away or throwing it low or throwing it where it can't be contested. And that's why he keeps his interceptions down. Okay. Um, he's never actually been that great on the target throws. Edelman's drop rate last year was pretty bad. He had a drop rate across the board that wasn't great. But the real numbers that jump jump out to you is the red zone QBR was at 20. He was terrible with that. But again, is it because he had backup tight ends, unhealthy receivers, a missing center, and a missing left tackle? His numbers against pressure um, were pretty bad. The red zone numbers are so bad that only Andy Dalton and Mason Rudolph were worse. His 20.5 QBR in the red zone was the, the worst of his career. The previous worst of his career was 49.4. That's a massive, massive number. Again, the blitz numbers weren't great. Uh, the pressure numbers weren't great. And we can talk about the personnel issues, but I think collectively, like you can dismiss individual numbers here, but collectively, that's probably where Bill's like, I'm ready to move on. And as he goes to Tampa, and by the way, I'm still kind of on Tom's side, even after all those numbers. Um, he goes to Tampa where the defense gave up a lot of points, but it's all because of their defense having to make up for the offense. They started with the worst field position in the NFL all season long. They defended the most meaningful possessions of the entire league, and they actually faced the toughest slate of offenses of any 16-game schedule, and they were fifth in DVOA. And I'm citing a lot of stuff from Bill Barnwell on ESPN.com. So he goes to a Tampa team that's actually a better defense than people realize because Jameis put them in possible situations the entire year. I don't know what's going to happen. And this, is but... this is exactly what we talked about all fall with New England's defense and, and their resume being inflated because of strength of schedule and the ability, at least for the offense to play, you know, non shoot yourself in the foot football. I mean, they weren't great, but they were better than a group that's going to give you some quick scores taking deep shots. You're not actually sitting on the sideline too long resting when you're dealing with like Jameis. And I, well, that's without looking at time of possession, but you know, it's either a turnover or a chunk play and a shorter drive is the way I feel about it. If I'm playing defense with Jameis uh, at quarterback and I don't know, you know, that changes a lot with Tom coming in. That was a top five defense. You mentioned DVOA. 
I think that when you look at the way they perform, uh, the way the way the tape looks, they're going to be a top five defense this year. They're able to retain Barrett, uh, JPP, really good against the run. Um, I think if you lined up, you know, the Chargers, the um, and also listen. I, as much as I like Tennessee, as that was like kind of a sexy pick for a little bit. Tennessee absolutely maximized uh, their potential last year. I mean, they could they take a step forward? Uh, yeah, but do you want to bank on that? Do you think Tom's really going to be a lot better than a guy like Tannehill, who you don't really have any tape on in that in that system? So that begs the question: Should you even franchise Tannehill, or should you bring Tannehill back on the deal um, that they brought him back on? Rather, um, you know, because next year things are going to change a little bit. So they maximized. It was kind of the perfect storm in Tennessee. I thought their defense could be better, although they really tightened up in the in the postseason. Um, you know, if you lined up L.A. Uh, Tampa Bay and New England and took a quarterback out of the picture, what team on paper is the best team out of the three? You know, with all the departures uh, from New England's defense right now, guys are leaving left and right. Uh, it's going to be also harder without Tom. You can't really evaluate New England like you have the past 20 years because Tom's not there. So their free agency halls are going to be different. Okay. Also, the Patriots. They get a lot of mileage out of you know guys that you know Bill can do extra due diligence on, extra work on. The entire draft process is going to be disrupted now. So the the, the field has kind of been leveled, and I would say that Tampa Bay's uh, you know roster is the most conducive to him winning right now. He was kind of it seemed like uh, a little pissed at Bill because I've said this before in 2017 when we beat him. In the Super Bowl, uh, I felt like from that moment on, they made an overcorrection, so we're never going to get beat uh, on defense again. And I don't care if you have uh, a first-round um, you know, wide receiver. I don't care if you tried to bring A.B. in. I don't care if you, you, you overspent for Sanu uh, or, or you've got Jules. It just didn't seem like a long-term concerted effort to get that done. Now you walk into Tampa, you've got a better roster right off the bat. So I think it's the right move. It's just weird. It's not traditional power, so so nobody's going to think about it that way. But I think they have a chance to be really competitive, save for that competition in that division. That's the biggest impediment uh, for me looking at it right now. My final thing on Tom and the L.A. deal, to play for the Chargers, he'd be playing for the most irrelevant franchise in the NFL right now. I'm serious. Like It's that bad out here. It's even worse I don't know that people outside of L.A. understand how incredibly irrelevant they are. And it sucks. It sucks for Chargers fans that are down in San Diego. It sucks for all those players and the staff and all the people who put in that time. So it's not a knock on the organization, but I'm just being real here. That, hey, Tom, you're going to go from this thing that's been so important and part of the first line of every NFL story here in the last 20 years to a team that is like, you know, a guy sleeping. It's the equivalent of a guy sleeping on your couch and you're wondering when he's going to leave. As far as that brand stuff and the in the LA thing, these guys, you know, you guys, I understand August and I understand the camps, but if there's one player that can make deals work by getting on a plane and not having to be down the street, it's a football player. Like you really mm-hmm. you can figure this out. So when everybody thinks, oh, well, if you want to make it in LA, you gotta have an apartment on on Wilshire, it, it's it's just not true. Um and Brady, you know, depending on when a season ends, it could be done by by the end of the calendar year. And it's like, all right, let's let's get out there and make some moves with some of these production companies. And a lot of the athletes too. They they think it's awesome. They love the idea. And then six months in, they're like, This is way more work than I thought it was gonna be. Like, well, I, t- I talked to a player in New England uh, a day or two ago, actually the morning he signed, and he said he's headed to LA. And that and that goes to show you how 
mysterious Tom's motives are. So if for people thinking for Tom, like we can even apply logic that we see as you look at this decision on paper, that makes perfect sense to us as a possible motivation, but Tom could have a completely different motivation. Um, and you know, not only that, just, it just goes to show, I think to your point that like Tom's brand is Tom's brand. He doesn't need to live in LA. I never bought that because I think what's best for Tom's brand is to finish strong wherever he goes. And you know, what a challenge Tampa Bay seems like to a casual fan, but on paper, that's a team that can win. Um, that's a team that can be competitive this year. So I thought the entire thing was crazy. It didn't turn out with all that buildup. And with Tom, the buildup was just silence. There was no like decision like LeBron. Uh, you knew the day would come maybe when he left, uh, but it was kind of unceremonious. It was just kind of like, uh, okay, Instagram, two long notes. Um, and then you find out later in the day, it's probably Tampa Bay. You know, you had, it was St. Patty's Day, which was priceless. I mean, it's St. Patty's Day, Boston. It felt like just twisting a knife, I'm sure. Uh, you know, you've got the town uh, little meme mock-ups. I don't even know what they're calling those. You see Affleck and Renner. Um, I'm sure you've seen by now. Tom was Ben Affleck, and he was telling Jules, who was Jeremy Renner, that he can come visit him in Florida. Um, you know where they put the face on people? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm following you right now. I just, <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's been brilliant. I mean, it's made for brilliant uh, content. It's been, it's been interesting. And I think, you know, the, the, the bottom line is that I wouldn't expect anything different from Tom. And I think anybody that played with Tom is probably very happy for Tom. Because I think that everybody who played in New England knows deep down and Lane Johnson got killed for it. Um, but Lane Johnson was parroting what New England people say about New England. Like that's what people are proud of in New England. It's no fun. It's tough. It's cold there. Um, it's just football. And then if you say it, people get mad at you. Now I thought Lane was a little over the line with it. Um, but well, he I'm said sure he'd rather win done... one and have fun, and then instead of winning, multiple. yeah, that that so, was. I mean, yeah. that was that was something. And I and ironically, you forget that Lane was doing that on PMT, and he kind of got roped into a Dan and, and PFT who 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 are masterminds at getting you to say what what you shouldn't say. But I think that you know, guys that have played up there know that it's a grind and it's cold, and uh, as awesome as it is. Um, it can be a challenge and Bill's not exactly the guy with the best bedside manner. And, you know, I think even playing there for a while, like you wonder what the, and I know this, this little, um, this little rant's going to be the one that the ringer puts on the thing with the sound waves in the background. Might be that uh, all J pick music, but <laughs> I, I wonder fly on the wall, what those conversations were like behind closed doors. Like, what is that relationship really like when they did the top 100 thing? It was weird to see them talking like that because you never see it. And so 20 years of that, no matter who you are, as much as you might love new England, just think about warm weather, a player's coach, you know, a guy that says, don't skip your uh, kids basketball games for anything. Like you can come in at midnight, uh, but those basketball games, the recitals, the plays, like they don't happen twice. So football is not everything. The weaponry, um, it's got to feel good. Like you said, to just pull the trigger and say, fuck it. He's got to feel good for a day or two. Now, how he's going to feel in a year, uh, we'll see. And a lot of that I think has, has as much to do with how he does down there, uh, with, his, with what Bill does up in new England. That starts with what they're going to do a quarterback. Yeah. To wrap this up, if you're Brady, you can't look at it and go, 
So you're going to treat Stefan Gilmore with more respect than you do me as a free agent. I'm out. And that's what I would have done. Hey, uh, this is, we're good. We, we went so long today <laughs> that I, yeah, w- well, yeah, you know, was, yeah, big cat breaking down the time slots every, every pick. I know that, uh, I, I'm laughing that I said at 20, maybe 30 minutes and it was over an hour and we weren't even done. So I don't, we'll do some other free yeah. agency thing later on. And, uh, thanks as always, man, you can check out all of Chris's stuff, um, chalk media and at Joel nine one. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Okay. I think we're doing a rewatchables bill and I, but we're also going to do Sunday's pod too. So the plan is we're going to keep doing Sunday's pod, um, for the most part, maybe something comes up here or there, but yeah. Uh, and again, everybody, you know, stay safe and do what you can. I'm not a preachy guy, so I'm not going to, but you know, um, had my first close friend diagnosed with this and you know, everybody's different. So that person's going to be fine. But, um, yeah, like I said, I'm not going to get preachy. You that are out there, they're smart enough to know what to do, know what to do.